Welcome to another episode. This is your host, Darren Hansen. Uh, on the road again, so audio might not be the most fantastic, but I'm excited for today's episode. Wanted to update you guys on a couple things with Hansen Athletics. For those tuning in, uh, we have our scheduled move. We are expanding our gym on March 1. So we have that coming up soon. We have about a month in our old location, and then we're going to move into our new spot, which we're super excited about for the people that we service here in Pocatello. Um, We also have some sweet deals going on training teams and individualized remote coaching. So if either of those things appeal to you and you're in need of some help with your training and direction, now is a great time to begin to start that journey with us and with our coaches. So today's episode, we'll get right into it. We're going to talk about uh, speed development because this is a, a popular question that we get from coaches, from athletes, from parents uh, alike. So we're going to talk about speed development. And uh, first and foremost, I'm going to swing it back to kind of the prerequisites for speed. Um, we typically have parents come in with young kids, so think 10, 11, 12, 13, and they are interested in, in seeing their, their child uh, increase their speed because maybe uh, they're behind others their age, maybe um, they just feel like they're not as good as they could have been or they used to be faster and now they're slower. So the conversation when that comes into play always starts with kind of the base requirements and the needs of kids that age to increase their speed. And then we'll work through this conversation into uh, what what it looks like for an athlete that uh, is developed, okay? So first and foremost, when somebody brings a kid in that age and has the request to see their kid increase their speed, uh, first and foremost, the coaches know we need to increase their strength and power, okay? So strength being the, the pretty much the base block, building block for all of this. Um, we call it a base level of strength. So if an athlete comes in and they do not have what we would uh, label as a base level of strength, that is the first priority. Because, because to be fast, you have to be strong. And you have to be able to put power um, through the floor. So what's unique with that age group is you also have the need to be strong, which a lot of them haven't built that base level of strength yet. Number two, there's a little bit of what we call neuromuscular coordination that comes into play here. So that's the ability for uh, the brain to uh, efficiently, so neuro, neuromuscular efficiency is also, is also a thing. So you have efficiency and coordination. So the brain's ability to efficiently fire the muscles required to move fast, okay? And required to create speed, push to the floor, um, and run. Also, the coordination. So as a kid is developing, there's such a wide range of where they're at, um, if they're between 10 and 13 years old, with just how naturally they've begun to develop with neuromuscular coordination. So through getting strong and lifting weights and giving them opportunity with movement patterns uh, in a controlled setting where they can get coaching, we can start to uh, cause some accelerated adaptation and improve that neuromuscular efficiency a lot faster 
than if it was just happening on its own outside of a structured strength program. So what you'll see is those two things start to come together. So as they get more efficient, as they, their coordination goes up, you'll see a, a speed increase immediately. So that's, when somebody's brand new, they're gonna get fast, faster very quickly. Also, as they get stronger, even without any technique or form, there's gonna be some sort of increase in speed because of their ability to put power through the floor. Also, if, it's, if they have poor movement patterns, though, it's important to know that this can also lead to a higher risk of injury. Okay, so if you're stronger, but your movement is still poor, you're gonna be able to get yourself in some situations where you might get hurt uh, or be a little bit more prone to getting hurt. So let's move down the line. So let's say you have an older child, kid, and they come to us well-trained or we have worked with them for three or four, like two to four years. They have that base level of strength, okay? And, and once that is in place, then the question becomes a little bit more of uh, making sure the training has carryover to sprinting, A, and B, giving them opportunities to sprint. So let's start with A. Um, the specificity of how we perform our movements is very thought out, okay? So the way that we lunge, the way that we um, step up, the way that we squat, all of these things are actually reverse engineered from the, from the ability to create speed and run efficiently. So sometimes that's where people get lost in what we do and don't really understand why we're doing what we do in terms of foot position in those movements the way we load them, uh, range of motion, depth, all of that. So everything is first and foremost designed to uh, improve running because that's the ultimate form of athleticism. That's where you're gonna combine all the movement patterns that the human body can, can move through and all the planes of motion into one display of athleticism. So when you have someone uh, that's strong, now it becomes imperative to teach them how to in their training in the gym, work in ways that will carry over to running. So their technique, the way, the specific ways they perform the step up and the lunge and the squat um, will be imperative to capitalize on uh, the strength gains they've made and improve their form and ability to run, okay? Now part B, this is important, is gonna be to give the kids opportunities to sprint full speed. And when I say full speed, what we see often that's a mistake is there's not adequate rest times between reps and the distances are potentially too long. So if you're taking your, you're a soccer coach, a basketball coach, whatever, you're a sport coach, you want your kids to get faster. So you run, you do conditioning with them and you run them and maybe you're doing sprints, but you're giving them a 20 second rest, 30 second rest. They're not gonna be able to recover from full effort sprints and each one is gonna get a lower and lower output and you're not working on running fast, you're working on running a little bit slower. So you're working on running at 85%. What's imperative is you give rest times that allow them to recover completely and let them run full speed every time. I mean full freaking speed. So if you have to rest two to five minutes uh, maybe five minutes with beginners, fine, do it. Take your time. You only need to get four, three to four reps in to really start to cause some adaptation. So, adequate, adequate rest times are important. 
And again, the ability to run full speed. Now, the reason we love the true form, so the treadmill we have at our gym that you see on our social media all the time, and we're getting two more, we're gonna have three. The reason why we love that tool so much is it allows for our athletes to run full speed and get adequate rest in between, but the curve and then and not having an engine, uh, they have the lowest curve on the market. So what it does is it simulates the closest to running outside. So you actually have to use a lot of muscle and pull through and push through the treadmill. So this tool allows us to carry over the way we step up and lunge directly into the treadmill, allowing them to run full speed. But not only that, now we can coach because it's really hard to coach uh, sprint technique outside because they're running away from you. So it's pretty difficult to see all the things you need to see without running alongside next to them, which would still be hard to see what you need to see. So that's why we love the true form. There's definitely, in a program, you definitely want to have them running and doing sprints on the ground so they can get maximal carryover in terms of that's gonna be the most specific way for them to sprint because that's the way they're gonna be sprinting in a, in a sport. But the treadmill is an awesome tool. The true form treadmill is an awesome tool allowing us to coach them while putting together what we're working on uh, with their strength and the specificity in the way we move. Okay, so if you want, if you're looking for a program for to increase your speed, to increase uh, your kid's speed, you're going to want to have some check, some check marks, check boxes on what you're looking for. Okay, you're going to want to make sure that there's an assessment on your child in terms of the coach is getting a good idea of where they're at development-wise, coordination-wise, and their past history and strength levels. So because that's all gonna come into play with putting that together uh, to create speed. So uh, make sure that, you know, strength should be a focus, even if even if you are caught up with, there's so much stuff on the internet saying they're gonna make your kids faster, yada, yada, yada. There's a bunch of BS out there with some cool movements, with bands, uh, plyo balls, all of that. Do not worry about that right now. The only thing you need to worry about is your kid getting strong and, your, and them being in the hands of a coach that understands the specificity of movement to carry over to running. Okay, so you just need to ask those questions um, and make sure that they have a direction with that and then giving the kids opportunities to sprint full speed and play outside will be the ultimate way to make them the fastest they can be. So with that being said, hopefully that gives you guys some direction um, it answers questions we always have when parents bring in their kids or they hit us up on the internet. You know, how do I get faster? So those are the first steps to getting faster. And let's just highlight them again and dumb them down. So it's gonna be developing their base level of strength so they have the, the platform to build speed upon. It's gonna be having direction with the specificity of the way that you perform your lower body primal movements to have direct carryover to running. And it's going to, that the last thing is going to be giving them opportunities to run full speed, not conditioning. Okay. Let me, let me reiterate that not conditioning, run full speed, rest as long as needed, run full speed again. 
Okay, you need that maximum effort each set to drive the adaptation. So, hopefully that gives you some insight again. Uh, if you have any further questions, send them over. You can email email us, uh, darrenenhancedathletics.com. You can hit us up on social media, uh, send us a message, um, anything like that. So Hanson Athletics, if you type that into pretty much any platform, you're going to get some responses and we can uh, help you out from there. So again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for all the support. From the bottom of my heart, we, we are so so thankful to everyone that supports us. Uh, this big move coming up with the physical location is all because of how much the community has backed us. So I want to thank all those people. I want to thank the people that work with us on the internet and are part of our community there. Uh, we have some cool stuff coming up in the, in the future regarding seminars, uh, Olympic lifting online training team, and a specialty course on site for Olympic lifters. So if any of those spark your interest, let us know. We also have our first coffee brand coming out. We're gonna have your Wake Your Ass Coffee coming out. Wake Your Ass Up Coffee coming out. Um, it's gonna be sold on the Hans Athletics site. But we are stoked about this, the Wake Your Ass Up kind of uh, quote and, and apparel have been the most popular so we knew we had to follow it up with something and that was a brand getting our own coffee so we're going to be selling coffee on the internet um, again connect with us thank you guys have a great day and uh, stay strong <laughs>